You can stay chained to this reality, or you can walk in the valleys of the golden sun. Detach from your emotions. It's match me time. The Match Me Podcast is here to break you out of that hypnotic daze, aka the space-time continuum. But in order to get there, you need to do a couple things. So grab that drink, grab that smoke, sit back, relax, and if you're going to jerk off, do it before the show. It's Match Me Time. And with me here today in the Plan B Studios in beautiful Columbia, Maryland, which is also known as the safest city in America, 2019. We will see what 2020 holds for all of us. But with me today, I have Boogie, a.k.a. Boogie, a.k.a. A.k.a. Boogie Big Blunt, a.k.a. your mom's second favorite son, a.k.a. Smackheem Johnson in this bitch. God damn, a lot of a.k.a.s in this bitch today, Boogie, a.k.a. Coming at it with a little flavor to start the show. It's been a while, people. I am happy you are listening to us right now. It's fall, but it doesn't mean everything's dying. Our connection, me and you, forever and ever, like a jealous boyfriend, I will fucking stalk you at 4 a.m. in the morning and send you weird texts, encrypted texts. I will do that because I care much. I care that much about the listeners, Boogie. I'm rambling right now. We had a we had a big uh, pre match before this, and uh, Boogie Big Blunts really came out of you. You have a problem with the size of my blunts I roll when we do our pre match. What's up with that dog? I give a I give a a sufficient amount amount. I think lately you've been skimming, which is fine because I've been coming through with that gas, the gas gasolina, that that type of shit. Yeah, that gasolina. I remember when that song was like hitting. I used to play it. I didn't know what the fuck they were even saying. You ever play that song? No, because I'm not Latino, but Latinos, if you ever, if Latinos you are yourself, making a comeback. If you ever have your... <laughs> boy, they've been made that comeback. Don't, don't, let me, don't let me stop you right now. <laughs> Latinas have always been in flavor. And if you got one, play that gasoline. Because they probably like that shit. I don't know. I, don't, I can't say. I've, I haven't really been with that many uh, Hispanic. I've been with a few, but I haven't really, you know explore the culture like i really should be doing you feel me boogie aka yeah that's that's definitely the land you need to venture to no but yeah (laughs) we i need to i need to uh you know wander below that equator i want i want (laughs) i want that below equator type of uh you know skin skin tone going there you go yeah full likey full likey but no uh halloween time here in actually we're gonna get we're gonna get to that uh in a few, I'm trying to I'm trying to jump ahead. I know you're trying to speed through. It's been a while. It's I feel like it's been a week since we've uh, recorded, and it's kind of new. Whenever I don't record, I kind of I just forget what to say. I forget that I'm actually doing a fucking podcast. I forget how to do a podcast. Sixty five episodes in, I think sixty five, or maybe it's just sixty. No, it is sixty five. I don't know, but sixty five in, and I still don't have the fucking. Sorry, like I said, it's that gas. It's yeah, you, your your gasolina got me uh off topic but no boogie how's your week been how how's it how's it been dog well i'm just going to say this up front if anyone if any of the listeners take the dc metro i'm just gonna say you you guys I, better and you know i'm a staunch believer in that i i do not take public transportation i know you don't i'm which... more of a i wouldn't even do the uber pool what is it <laughs> you get like four people in there nah it's a private uber if you want old fool the intellect to make appearance you either gonna pay for my Uber or you're gonna drive me. Because <laughs> Poppy ain't getting a DUI. Not today. Not today. 
All right, so I'm I'm just warning the listeners now. If we do have any DC listeners, I know you we, guys we got love a few. We got a few in the DMV area. We rock this DMV area. We we definitely got a few. And I know you motherfuckers be taking the metro. Even how bum shit the the DC metro is, you guys still take it. But anyways, I'll I'll continue with my story. So I was going to work, and I take the metro time to time to work. Do you ever feel unsafe in the metro? Not usually, but you'll just get, like, kind of weirded out by people. It's yeah. I've never felt unsafe, but you just, like, almost uncomfortable. Every time the metro pulls up, do you get this, like, sort of anxiety that, like, everybody everybody starts moving? Well, like, everyone's the, the trying to beat you. Moving. They're trying to find that, you know, they're trying to make it, they're, going, they're walking, but they're waiting for that door to close and pop open. Everybody... Well, you- Everybody wants that magical moment. Do you find yourself freaking over about you not getting a seat? Are you content with, you know, standing? No, I mean, sometimes it's even better standing because sometimes you'll get that whiff of hot piss because you had someone in the back. There's always that stain in the back of the cab and it's usually piss. Or somebody was eating a hot pocket, a nice ham and cheese hot pocket before, (laughs) you know, and they left a little ham and cheese there. (laughs) But anyways, fucking so... I was taking the metro, and this young guy approached me. He was in this white button-down shirt mm-hmm. and a blazer. A so blazer. I was like, no what, what tie. What pants was he wearing? No he tie. was wearing khakis. Khaki no pants? Yeah, shoes. but it was, it was really one of those. Really set the scene. If, if you're going to do an FBI wanted poster, give the sketch artist a detailed, uh, give us a detailed Oh, Ebot just walked in the studio, but we're not going to... Damn, he's got a fucking swishy jacket on, too, so you're probably going to hear him go... <laughs> Bye in a second. But no, uh, tell, tell me about it. Give us, give us a sketch artist type of uh, picture of this guy. So a typical Caucasian male, you know, no facial hair, brown eyes. So already, already I'm looking at you funny. Mm-hmm. Already. Yep. Because so, he's, he's taking the DC Metro. It's right. like, bro... Okay. All right. So he's, he's he comes up with a, like the collar tight up up to the neck kind of button down shirt. All right. Before I stop you, I just want to say he was just a white guy with brown hair and brown eyes. That was not a detailed sketch I was looking for, but it's okay. We're gonna. He approached you <laughs> in a white shirt, blazer, and pants. Well, how many different varieties of there of a white male i i mean that that's basically all you get i don't know so anyways anyways fucking he already like kind of just gave me a weird vibe so he makes his way like slowly through the cab and he's he's standing the whole time and he'll just like slowly i don't know every few minutes i don't know it it almost looked like he was on something Uh but he would just pace back and forth like in the cab Cause it takes me like 40 minutes where I'm just sitting in this fucking thing. Uh So he comes up eventually and is like, Hey brother, would you like to join, you know, our club? Mm -hmm. You know, and I was already interested because like club. Yeah. I like clubs. Yeah. I like a lot of white males in clubs. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So I was already alarmed by this dude and he had a fucking notebook too. Mm -hmm. I don't know if he had any writing in it or, or, or what, but he just had a notebook. No pen, mm-hmm. just a notebook. Yeah. So I I was like, dude, you're fucking weird. You know, I didn't say this to him, but so he asked me, he was like, would you like to join this club? So I asked him, I was like, what kind of club is it? Mm-hmm. He was like, it's, it's a religious club. You know, we meet every Tuesday and I was just wondering if, you know, cause we, we bring a friend every now and again. Uh-huh. And I was just curious if you'd like to come with me. My name's Kevin. Kevin. He said he said it like he didn't know. He was like, uh, Kevin. He picked it up. No, no, no. He didn't. He was just like, uh, Kevin. Did he actually look like a Kevin? I mean, I guess so. Or was he more like a James? No, he definitely looked more like a Kevin. Okay. But he wasn't Kevin James. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) So, so he asked me, he was like, yeah, we meet like every Tuesdays and... I would like to bring you as a guest to our meeting tonight. Sounds like, sounds like human sacrifice. If yeah, I, if I was being, in this like man, a dinner with the schmucks type of scenario. It's like, hey, <laughs> I saw this doofy looking guy in the metro. Doofy, yeah. get the get the fuck out of here. But yeah, so you know, and it doesn't last long because I really didn't give him much of an answer. I was 
was like, no, I'm good. I was like, I, I'm good. I, I, I don't want to no. do that. If it's not big blunts, you ain't worried about it. <laughs> Are you serving me big blunts you think at we, this meeting? You're like, you want to match? Is that what you're saying? Like, you're thinking, that's a weird way of asking if you want to match me, but okay. Yeah, but I feel like a guy like that, he'd spike it. He'd put something in the mm-hmm. blunt. Like, he's he's putting rat poison in it and then raiding right your yep. pockets. He's harvesting your, your organs and shit. He's yeah, the, cut, you, cutting me open right there in the goddamn DC metro. You wake up, you're like, damn, why can't I really breathe that well? And he's like, <laughs> oh, you go to the doctor. So like, well, um, we took an x-ray and your right lung is just newspaper. <laughs> <laughs> like, and your pancreas? Well, when did you have that removed? He was like, oh, no, but tell me about this guy. You He said you wanted to join my club. What was your, what were you like, what were you thinking well, I literally just looked at him for a second. I didn't even answer. <laughs> yeah, are you serious, bro? Yeah, I was just like, you know, seeing if he was going to crack a smile or do you, something. You had to take your earpod, your AirPods out real quick. <laughs> uh, sorry, bro. <laughs> Ew, and I do have those in just so people can't fucking ask you for money. Mm-hmm. But I don't have the AirPods. Yeah. Because I don't, I don't support <laughs> Apple, but that's a, that's another topic. You're one of those people. Okay, so continue with the story. You, you, so you just looked at him. You're like, are you serious? Or <laughs> yeah. So so I looked at him, and then he was dead ass serious, mm-hmm. like just looking at me, waiting for my answer. He had his hand out like Willy Wonka. Like, <laughs> like <laughs> I got the golden ticket. But fuck no. I mean, I, I looked at him and I was like, nah, bro, I'm 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 good. You know, Is this, uh, did you say this because he was pacing around beforehand? Just because I was like, was he I talking already, to himself? Like, no, 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 he wasn't doing that. I mean, uh, he had to know if he was caught talking to himself. No one was going to come to this meeting with him. Yeah. So, I mean, he had some common sense there. Mm-hmm. But no, I looked at him. I was like, nah, bro, I'm good. And, you know, he insisted. He was like, but I really think, you know, you'd be good for, you know, our club. You know, you you have all the qualifications. He's like, you're white. You have brown hair, brown eyes. (laughs) (laughs) Is your your name James? (laughs) Your typical American white boy name. He was like, boogie, a.k.a. Buckalos. So So no. You said, fuck no. Yeah. So so he insisted. He was like, I really think you should come. And then I was like, "No, I'm good. Put put my put my earbud back in." And you put you played some DMX. Y'all gonna make me lose my mind. And he, like, and he just hears it through uh, my through my headphones. It's Migos. It's the new Migos, uh, whatever song. <laughs> and what's that thing? Black Beatles. Whoever sung this song, <laughs> Black Beatles. Oh my god! How that song go? Black Beetle. <laughs> How that song go? Black Beetle. Yeah, I know. it's stuck in my head now. I gotta know. See, it's stuck in your head, but you don't even know how it goes. I don't know. I, I gotta play that song after this episode. But um, you insisted. All right, you said so no. no. He insisted. Mm-hmm. I was trying to get the fuck out of there. So I put my earbud back in. So he just stood there for maybe 10 more seconds and then just continued to walk back. Yeah. But like I said, I had like 35 more minutes left in my cab ride. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm just trying to look at my phone, trying not to pay attention to this dude. And it almost seems like he's, he would just... He's trying to make eye contact every yeah, moment. Yeah, like and he would back. like slowly creep into my <laughs> eye view. And I was like, bro, I fucking see you. It's like I can feel your, your nose breath on, my, on <laughs> yeah. me. But no, so after that, I didn't fucking deal with him. Mm-hmm. But I mean, did you see him at at? Did you see there? Well, there was other people in in the metro, right? In the train, yeah, there right? were. And I mean, did he, he approach? Oh anybody? yeah, oh yeah, he came up to them. But I mean, he took extra time with, with me. Yeah, because he, he was I white. really he fit was, the picture. Probably, you know, he was going with like you know minority looking people, yeah. and they're giving him no type of way. I guess they're like, so. They're like, if you talk to me again, I'm gonna beat your ass. <laughs> like, do it. Should have done that. But uh, you, you, so what, what are you thinking? You got a little weirded out. He never approached you again. He just got a little close, tried to get in the line of eyesight. Yeah, no. And then after he, he like tried to walk in a few times and then would like wander back and come back in. But I just fucking looked at my phone the rest of the time. And then I got off my stop and then he just stayed there. I was like, dude, you better not fucking follow me mm-hmm. off, off here and try and talk to me. Like afterwards, outside, get through the gate and shit, because I will beat your ass. I'm not trying to play with some fucking Mormon white boy. Oh, you look like a Mormon. He's like, have you heard Probably. of Jesus Christ? Okay. But would you ever, you think it was like a cult or you think it was just a religion? 
No, the like he had key words where it was like you'll be my guest and fucking we meet and it was like a club. Like, it, was like it was like free pizza party. <laughs> <laughs> like, Does that entice you? So you're gonna have the combo pizza, or is, or is it just gonna be cheese and pepperoni? Because if there's no combo pizza, I'm not coming. Yeah, but, but then next they're gonna fucking offer the fruit punch, and yeah. then you never know nowadays what next, white people are putting in fruit punch. Ten seconds later, you feel like you got strep throat. <laughs> you just right, immediately. Your <laughs> you're like, what's in this shit? And your shit just gets blurry, like you jumped in a pool of like, start the foaming at yeah. the mouth. Uh would you ever join a cult? Would you ever, are you the type of person that would fully, you know, if there was some clever guy, that a snake oil type of charmsman type of person, and he just started preaching, you know, peace, love, breaking the hypnotic days, you know, that, <laughs> that type of stuff. Would you join him hand in hand in the valley of the golden sun? If it were for the right reasons. The right causes, okay. If it was for the right causes, and I really believed. So, give us three main causes. The Three main things. If you're going to join a cult, Boogie, give us your three main points that each cult, the cult has to address. So, give me it. Your All first right. one, can we, can, we can be, we can be blunt with each other. This is a matching me podcast. I'm glad you said that, because you, you, first, first orders... Are everybody before every meeting gets a big ass fucking blunt. And what's a big blunt to you? A big blunt can be defined as a backwood or a swisher. Swisher. And you load that motherfucker with at least two grams. So it has to look like a Cubano, like a like a cigar. A big fat Cubano. Okay. So it has drugs. Can we say drugs? <laughs> So, dr- so drugs has to be in your cult. What's something to women? Sex. Women you gotta, is, def- you gotta, <laughs> is women. definitely. <laughs> it's like fuck. I want to be in a cult with a bunch of bros for that's a fucking that's a fucking fraternity. I ain't yeah. join that shit. I don't need I don't need a fucking deli store with all this meat it's hanging like, hey, around. Hey, hey, buddy, I don't need a best friend. I need some pussy. Right. <laughs> so pussy is number two. So drugs women so pussy and drugs so what is the third part all i ask is for loyalty loyalty okay so you want you want everybody in your in your can we say familia yes la familia you want it you want them to be loyal to you At at a drop of a dime you want them you know if if I say jump, you better fucking ask how high. Like you're in a fucking McDonald's drive-thru and the fucking person answering the drive-thru gave you a little attitude. Two minutes later, you, all your boys are pulling up in white, in white t-shirts and blazers, right? <laughs> right. Khaki pants. <laughs> that type of shit. But no, you be never contemplating joining Cole. See, I... Uh, when I was in my younger 20s, 21, 22, 23, I did a lot of psychedelics. I did a lot of mushrooms. I did a lot of acid. And I got caught in this thought process. And the only thing I thought that could save me at that point in my life is running away and, you know, joining like a – being like a Buddhist monk or, you know, following like a going to India. I thought going to India was going to save me in, in my early 20s. Now, looking back a few years a few years later, I'm like, what the fuck am I doing? Like, what the fuck was I thinking though? And what were you even going to travel to India for? The thing was – at that point, I had I made a breakthrough. I was like, okay, you can live your lives one of two ways. You can you could you could you could be in the game. You could go to work. You can make your money. You can play Monopoly if you want, or you could just do. You can say fuck all that. I, you you can be. I'm and, homeless. <laughs> and fucking be yeah. homeless in India, yeah. where nothing but yeah. fucking stray dogs and hot curry. Bombay prostitutes for 50 cents. <laughs> like that type of shit. So they even have fucking hot sauce on their pussy. No, but I actually, uh, I did think about joining. I don't know. I would. If there was somebody approached me and they gave me the good message, maybe, maybe I, w- I would do that though. But uh, I actually, I actually thought like, I told you about my early 20s. Tw- I just said it. Like back then I, I was like really caught up in the psychedelics thought process. I wanted yeah. to start my own cult. I wanted to start my own like my own like religion. Like I used to have a notepad and I would write key key tenets in my in my type of religion and shit. And really, I really didn't want to start a religion. I just wanted to start you know a cult or some easy way just to get laid. I just wanted to get. A, I just wanted to meet girls. So I was I was thinking, hey, 
it'd be easier to start a cult than you know go to the bars or just hit somebody up on Facebook and some shit. Like that's how far gone I was at that at that point. But no, I, I would start a cult. I believe I have. Uh, I'm I'm charism- char- how you say uh, charismatic. Yeah, enough. charismatic. You know, 65 episodes in, maybe if I give uh, another uh, 100 episodes, maybe there'll be a couple <laughs> down-ass bitches at the drop of the dime for me. Maybe. Or maybe there'd be a couple Boogie fans out there, too. I haven't really heard of Boogie fans, but... Um, it's because they stay silent. They know, how to, they know how to speak up when only spoken to. No, but I actually, I did have a, a moment. You know, I said I wanted to be a cult, but I did have a cult. Te- Boogie, were you, have I ever told you the story about me being a... Uh, we were at a party, and there was a bunch of people there, and I was downstairs in my room, and I gave these two people acid. Were you there at that party? Okay, I definitely was there, and I was I was going to bring that up, because I definitely yeah. remember okay. walking into you and fucking okay, so seeing... Okay, set, set the, set the scene. All right, so... All right, just... so... You know, this is just an everyday fucking kind of cookout party. Kickback. I think this was in the summer, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so we were having, you know, like a nice hot day, July, you know, barbecue. Mm-hmm. We had we had all all the homies over, you know, we had the bitches over, you know the Hennessy was there, big fat fucking Cubanos yep. were there. One thing led to another. If I'm not mistaken, I think acid was passed around. Yes, a couple, I said, hey, I just opened my freezer and I got a couple <laughs> tabs of acid, man. Bruh. Who's trying to take the trip, man? No, but all right, go ahead. So we're already fucked up. We're, we are a few hours, definitely a few hours into this cookout. And, uh, you know, if fool is nowhere to be found, usually he's in his room. Mm-hmm. Cooking up something, thinking of his next plot, his next scheme, something. He's he's always plotting. This man always has a journal and pen in yep. hand. So anyways, I try and find this man in his bedroom. You know, I give the few knocks. You give the dunk dunk, the cop knock. You're I, a cop knocking. You know, I've been told that, yeah. but I am not a cop. I'm not a fucking dirty pig. Okay. All put right? the pigs in the blanket, right? <laughs> put them all the way in the blanket. Tuck them in and say goodnight. All right. <laughs> so I I give the I give the two knocks you know knock knock you says I all I hear is fool say come in I open the door lights are off he has a, a like a luminescent light in the corner of his room and it's just lit up in the one what do you corner. mean luminescent it was like my my disco light it was like a one of those lights, was it right? your disco light it was one of those lights that like you know d- like you're at a club and it's just like a bunch of it was yeah. one of those cheap twenty five dollars <laughs> Spencer's like light thing so this thing is going off and this is the only light source fool has in the room and I just see this man arms spread. You know, like he's Jesus Christ on the cross, head up, looking at the sky. And what does he have at his feet? Three people bowing down, bowing down, up and down. (laughs) I come in. They actually weren't. I'm I'm going to. This story is partly true, but they weren't bowing down. They were on their knees. Right. They were on their knees Mm -hmm. and they raised and would descend like they were bowing. (laughs) That's yeah, what I saw. See, yeah, you were you were looking up, so you I had, had no three idea. people. L- listen, I had three people for one for uh, one. Listen, <laughs> I'm not the type of person that likes power, but in that <laughs> moment, I literally felt the power of a cult leader. I was like, "Holy shit, this is my destiny right here." But the weird thing is, um, I left the room, and you know, I ha- I play I left my phone there. I didn't even connect my phone to the like the wireless like Bluetooth speaker. Yeah, I just played my phone, you know, just playing loud on yeah. YouTube, and I just looked up trippy beats. <laughs> I looked up trippy <laughs> beats, and I just put that on and I left. And those motherfuckers got in my bed. I don't know if they had a fucking orgy or anything in my bed though. But I walked in like forty five minutes later, and they're just like cuddling in my bed. I had to <laughs> kick them motherfuckers out. I was like, "What the fuck are you doing?" You'll never know. But no, maybe. Hell, maybe one of those days, people, you'll see me in the metro system in Barcelona, and I'll approach you in all white, and I'll say, hey, did you hear the good word? And you'll be like, no, I didn't. What's the good word? (laughs) And I'll look at you, and you'll look at me, and I'll say, it's match me time. (laughs) (laughs) But no, uh, 
that that was your week. Creepy people, right? You just just there's weirdos, right? So the message is: any DC Metro takers out there, if you see a white man with absolutely no facial hair at all, white button-down shirt and a blazer, get in the other cab. He either watches Fox News or is a creepy cult leader. Hmm? Maybe. Maybe he's both. <laughs> They tend to go hand to hand. But no, I actually had a little, that's a weird, that's, that's a little weird, but I actually had a little something weird happen to me. You know, I got off work, you know, it's, I, I get off work late. It's like seven, eight o'clock at night. And you know what? Poppy wants a drink. You know, <laughs> the whistle is a little, a little you dry. Want that, whistle, that whistle to be like, <laughs> you want it, you want it perfect. But it was a little dry, as you know, so I, I go to the bar I have a couple margaritas because you know what, people? I'm not afraid to drink margaritas now. I lived my early 20s believing in one thing. I, when I was out in a bar, I needed to have a beer out in front of me. Well, I'm not playing that game anymore, people. <laughs> I'm drinking margaritas. I'm drinking the fruity drinks. I don't give a fuck. You don't define me, okay? You don't define me. So I was drinking a couple margaritas, had about three or four. And, you know, I usually don't do this because I'm not in my fucking, I'm not in high school and, you know, college anymore. I have done the old social media. Yeah. Oh, yeah. no. So you did I get, I, get I get on the Twitter and, you know, I look at, you know, the top stories of the day. And I see the top stories of the day is, uh, you know, these NBA players are, like, not speaking up against China. And, you know, and I, you know there's a lot of outrage. People are thinking, you know, people, well, first of all. You know people are going to have outrage over this if people are having outrage of, uh, you know, kneeling during the Pledge of Allegiance. So this shit is pretty big right now, but people are mad because the NBA players aren't speaking up about the atrocity. Atrocity. Sean Connery. I'm Sean Connery, I know. But about, you know, the shit happening in China. You know, they got those little Muslim, you know, concentration camps. You heard about that, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They got like a million people in the gulags and all this (laughs) shit. Yeah. Just killing them, killing them. But, um... And James is good with it. Your yeah, boy James. Yeah, yeah. I'm a Lakers fan, and I have a Legions. And because I have a Legions, you know, I said I see a lot of bad publicity about about China. And you know, about if listen, if somebody is bullying somebody else, I'm gonna step in and fight the bully. The so, bully. And in this case, the bully is America. So I said, you know what? <laughs> I I did at China. I did the official China account. You went and, to the yes. official Chinese yes. account. And I, I added them. And I was like, China, I am willing to spread the good word. Speak through me. <laughs> and I sent that tweet out. And I'm not going to lie. I paid my bill. And like 17 minutes later, I was like, did I actually send that? And I was like, no, I didn't send that. So I get home. I look at my phone and and it's still there, still there. I wake up, it's like four o'clock in the morning, and I look at my 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 Twitter because I, I had that realization, like holy shit, I just sent that. If the NSA is like looking, like hold, they could be knocking on my door. But I look at it, and I see that Twitter removed it. They didn't send me no type of notification, Damn. nothing. The whole tweet was just removed, no no notification, nothing. I should have screenshotted it, but I didn't know. That Twitter would silence me. You know, I've heard I've heard their stories. You know, being shadow banned and shit like that. But you know, I was just a little drunk and I was trying to show my allegiance to a foreign, you know, foreign country. And I don't understand <laughs> how we as Americans we uh, we are born to this. Uh, we're not. I wouldn't even say Americans. I'm saying we as people in the world we are born into a, a, a sort a sort of allegiance. And because we are born in this this culture, uh, this whatever whatever you say, your state, your city, you 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 have to stick up for your people. And I don't see why it's a big issue as me as American. I want to you know represent another country's cause. If my country isn't showing me the respect and loyalty, yeah, that's like a big I one. deserve, and big blunts and <laughs> pussy, I may have to you know take another country's cause up. I mean, like I said, if the cause is right, anything can happen. Listen, I want to help anybody that's willing to help me. And if you're willing to, you know, send me a couple Target gift cards every every then, I will pledge allegiance to you. Okay, Mongolia. Uh, I, I literally just said Mongolia. Mongolia. I said Mongolia, and I was trying to think of another country, and I literally could not think of another country after that. 
<laughs> just Mongolia. Like, listen, this could get us in trouble. Maybe we may have the the FBI, CAA, or anything. But you know, we're just trying to meet other fan bases. We're not trying to, you know, do spy shit. We just want to help you, and you help us. But that was my week. China censoring me, or maybe it was America censoring me. Maybe the First Amendment is a not alive in a well but i tell you they can take my first but they're not taking my second amendment no sirree you're gonna have the gat in front of your face you're gonna have it in front of your face the aka will be out and it's gonna have that banana clip on it it's gonna have the hollow tips not not, not even the banana clip the drum (laughs) the The hundred round drum But no, like I said earlier, Halloween is coming up. We're, uh, I don't know, 10 days. We're like a week or something before uh, Halloween's coming up. But do you actually like this holiday, Boogie? Are you a big Halloween type of uh, guy? I do because I fuck with all sorts of like mischief kind mm-hmm. of activities and especially that they made a holiday out of it. Uh-huh. Yeah, so do you do you, do you like do dress up at all? Like, when's the last time you actually dressed up and you know you went out to like? Do you go to bars or you do like a party? Are you a party guy? Or are you more of like a, a bar type of dude? Halloween, I'll actually try and go to a party because uh-huh. my boy that I've known for a while, he always throws one every year. So I guess I kind of dress up at those. I mean, I don't really you know, go all out for it. I'll just kind of put something together and then just say I'm this. So you're more of a, you don't, you don't buy a type of outfit. You're more of a, Hey, let me put something together. You're only going to see me in this for four hours before I black out. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Right. So I'm not going to spend all this money just for me to get dirty. Someone else's saliva, bodily fluids, anything flies around at these kinds of parties. What were you thinking of? Were you thinking of anything this year of going, going as? I have no fucking idea. I mean, I'm still going to my boy's party, and I get it. It's a costume party, so he's it's like... It's kind of cool. People are... Uh, hold up. Keep, keep talking. I gotta fucking... <clears throat> yeah, but I mean, he he wants it to be a costume party, so if I just come just wearing I got my fucking... mouth as a motherfucker right now. All right, those are big going. blunts. See? Those are the side effects of big blunts. But anyways, so... When when I go to these things, it's like I'm not going to go in my fucking North Face yeah. and, you know, my jeans. Jordans. Right, yeah. I'm yeah. not just fucking going there as casual boogie. Uh-huh. I'm going to go and I ain't going to be that fucking sore thumb sticking out. It's like, yeah, I'm going to get drunk. I'm going to take off my clothes and I'm going <coughs> to call myself Tarzan. Like, it's And the dick is I'm coming saying. out. Yep. If Boogie's dick doesn't come out during a party. Is it really a party? Boogie, like, boogie wasn't there. Boogie. <laughs> it's like that same thing as like if a bear shits in the wood. Like, did it happen? Yeah. Did, if Boogie doesn't take his dick at a party, did it, was it really a party? <laughs> did anyone <laughs> hear the dick come out? It was like, no, nah, that was a kickback, bro. That wasn't a party. <laughs> but no, uh, what do you think your best costume ever at, like was? Because I can tell you mine. I think my best costume was probably, uh, my mom made this. I was like 12 years old. And it was one of those costumes like where you're like headless and like you're holding uh, your head in oh, your hands. Oh, okay. I'm telling you, when I... Damn, I'm got, sorry. Got I got it again. Sin- I got sinus problems here. You guys, are, you guys are thinking I'm I'm taking big coat lines. Nah, I don't know what's in the air right now. I got one nose that works and one that doesn't. But no, uh, it was like fifth grade and I walked into school and I was wearing my my costume. And, you know, I was just holding my head in my hand. And I seen everybody looking at me. This is when I first like really experienced clout. Like yeah. even like the girls were looking at me saying I like your outfit, and I was just walking past them. I was like, they want me. They really want me right now. But now, what do you think your best uh, costume was ever? I mean, I even when I was younger, I didn't dress up as much. I mean, because I chill with my grandma for, you know, most of the time when I was younger. Mm-hmm. So it was just me and my brothers and it wasn't necessarily anyone around like it would have just been us uh-huh. walking around. And I don't know. I feel like that's kind of part of it. Like, did your mom ever make you a costume, or is it you? You guys at that point? Because you have a lot of brothers. You're like one of four people, right? Yeah, four I have kids. three younger brothers. Okay. Yeah, so there was four of us. But like I said, we we chill with my my grandma because my parents would be like away on work trips, to Vegas. <laughs> they were let's just call them work trips. Weekend in Vegas. Yeah. <laughs> 
so we were we were chilling with grandmama mm-hmm. so we we would chill did you with call her. her mama what did you call her because every every white person i ever encountered in my life they say a lot of they say a lot of weird things hey they say mom mom um like mom mom nana well, we uh, actually called our grandma Meemaw. Me, yeah, that's a clown shit. Meemaw? Well, she wanted us to that call her that because she sounds, didn't like grandma. That sounds like you're Korean. It's like, Meemaw? Yeah. Meemaw? Yeah. <laughs> but no, she she told us, she was like, I don't I don't like the sound of grandma. Like, don't call me grandma. Just call me Meemaw. And it was like, you didn't pronounce Meemaw. It was just, you know, quick. It was like yeah. Meemaw. So it was you like didn't real question quick. Question Mima either. Did Mima? Oh hell the, no! She had she had the wooden spoon and Mima, she was cracking that shit. Did Mima have the good cheese grits too in the morning waiting for you? Them cheese grits. She eggs. had the the good fucking oatmeal. <laughs> yeah. It was always oatmeal. She's like, I'm only spending twenty five cents to feed these four boys <laughs> every morning. <laughs> but anyways, we got fucking off topic talking about Mima. But anyways, R.I.P. No, no, she's no, still she's still yeah, she's still with us. Fucking fucking Mima, but uh. So anyways, you look I like was, you're about to cry over this Mima situation. No, chill. She's alive. Okay. I I don't gotta cry yet. You're, you're a man who loves his Mima. Can I, I love I love my Mima. There's no way that you can turn me against my Mima. Everything we've been through. So you would never have a if a girl became between you and Mima. And my Mima. It's it's, it's Mima. I'm throwing okay. that bitch over the bridge okay. if it comes between me and my Mima. You rolling her up in the carpet. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Looks yep. like I gotta go to IKEA tomorrow and get a new carpet. Putting putting that twenty five dumbbell around your foot, and <laughs> there you go. All right, so we got way off topic here. So, like I said, there wasn't a lot of other trick or treaters in the neighborhood, and I always thought that was part of it. I liked going through the neighborhoods. And seeing all the other kids in their costumes mm. and fucking everyone being like, oh, yeah, that house over there was given extra Snickers so or whatever. So you just go in plain clothes. You wouldn't even go in costumes? No, 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 no. Like, we, we always just had the Ninja Turtle shit. Okay. So all of us just went as different Ninja Turtles. So one year you'd be Donatello, next year you'd no, be, like, no, Raphael? No, like That type of shit? No, I was Leonardo every year because I'm the pack leader. Okay. But no, like I said, that was that's pretty much my best costume because it's the only is goddamn it, costume. Is a shitty little Ninja Turtle costume. Hey, it was from Party City. Your, your I don't even know if it was Party City then. No, your grandmother probably had a red sock, a blue sock, and <laughs> chill. A green just sock. cut the two yeah. holes in. Just cut him. Is it you're a Ninja Turtle? But no, I, like my mom. My mom usually made. She made pretty. I'm not saying usually. She made about ninety five percent of all of our costumes. Damn, that's kind of dope, though. But n- now that I've grown up, I moved out. I'm not. I'm not Martha Stewart in this bitch. I'm not doing that shit. I'm going to Party City October thirtieth. Actually, no, October thirty first. You know, in the <laughs> afternoon, and I'm looking for a costume. They marked it up like five hundred percent already. <laughs> I'm paying $700 for an Elmo costume that I'm only going to wear once. And you're just going as a pervert Elmo or something. It's not yeah. even a regular Elmo. Like, people have to add their own fucking twist to it. Sexy Elmo and all that shit. <laughs> but do you ever do any of that, like, mischief night? Like, the, the, supposedly the night before Halloween is that you go around and you, like, you throw eggs or you toilet paper, toilet paper, whatever. Yeah, uh, yeah, no, know, we've you, we've definitely TP'd and mm-hmm. egged some houses and cars back in the day. I mean, I haven't done it in forever. So you used to do it. Oh yeah, we my used mom to... wouldn't let me out. Like my mom, as soon as like as soon as like five thirty and the sun started to go down, like I could put my fingers at the sky, <laughs> and if the sun was like one inch from the you know you know land, you heard, you yeah. heard mama's whistle blowing. Yeah, she was calling sh- you it. <laughs> My mom didn't whistle. There was no need for her to whistle. She tells you a time. You come. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we were talking about fucking. You ever do. So you said you did that. Did you do it with your brothers or did you do it with like little badass kids in the neighborhood? No, I never did it with my brothers. I always did it with just ki- like people I went to school with. Mm-hmm. So the the one I remember and it was probably our best work was our guidance counselor for high school. Uh She was a complete piece of shit. 
did not she care said you were gonna anybody. work like she said you were gonna work like at a, a McDonald's and you're gonna like just start a podcast like and shit she she pretty much said that is that what you said she she definitely <laughs> didn't think I could ever pull off this podcast now look at you 65 I know 65 in. in you're about 22 you you've been in about 22 episodes <laughs> <laughs> but they're all goddamn fire playing back all right, so no, you you said you, what, what what happened? What was your best work? You're talking about? I'm sorry, I right, interrupted so, a lot. Yeah, I know you do, but it's okay. I'm focused. So you took an Adderall before this? No, right? we did. No, it's just big blunts. It just it zones me in. So it was the guidance counselor, and I don't remember her name because you know once once we were gone, you know she was out of our lives forever. But she was a real piece of shit. So. We egged her house one year because we she lived relatively close to the school. Mm-hmm. So one of the days, you know, we actually scoped it out, waited for her to go to the car, and then we just followed her to her house. You know, did you? We, we stayed was she back. Hot? Was she kind of hot? No, okay. no, not at all. Because I've had those thoughts like in my head. I was like, do I follow this hot teacher <laughs> home? <laughs> like. It depends on how hot um, she is. If you're I've, willing to go that far, I've had a couple hot teachers like question my insanity. <laughs> yeah, so we figured out where she lived, and come night before Halloween, we egged the shit out of her house. Did you put ski mask on or anything? Or just no, we did. You're, you're we... probably wearing like your high school gym shorts. Right? <laughs> oh no, fuck no! No, I don't. I don't even remember what I was wearing, but. I was definitely in all black. I do remember that. So your parents didn't care if you went out at night. Like I said, Meemaw didn't give a oh, shit. Oh, you with Meemaw. Okay. Meemaw did not give a fuck. Uh-huh. She had she had our back. Uh-huh. And if cops were knocking so at the door. She gave you eggs too? If cops were knocking the, at the door. the 99 year. cent store to get those little ass eggs. Oh, yeah. Those little ass expired eggs. Looking like pigeon eggs out there. <laughs> little little robin <laughs> eggs ass. I mean, I'm not just going to get some expensive ass eggs just to waste on on this lady. You ain't getting those free range organic eggs type yeah. of shit, right? No, she's she's not even worth those. She gets the the low end eggs. Okay, so it's it's eggs. What else? Eggs and toilet paper. Toilet paper. Okay. So we egged both the car and the house and we mm-hmm. TP'd both too and we bought the big 24 pack of of TP and Damn. we used it all. We used what time it did all. you go? Did you go like late ass in the night? Like oh yeah, morning? no, it was real late, probably like midnight or so. Nothing. And no. Did, did you ever get caught? Nothing. No. You, no, you, nothing. Did you guys run away? Like run away? Oh yeah, exhilarated. Like yeah, oh. but we were surprised because oh. like we literally went through twenty four goddamn rolls and we didn't see a light. Like that, nothing. That, sh- that shit was looking like a Banksy out that bitch. And like, she like called art. the cops the next day yeah. and she just left it up there for like a few days. Looking like you guys are gonna return. <laughs> right. Like we're like we're gonna bad. feel bad and come. Yeah, we did it. Whole time she went to Home Depot and picked up a couple people out outside. <laughs> You know. But it was funny as shit because we did go by one of the times and she was on the ladder, like mm-hmm. up on the roof, like cleaning all the shit up. And man, that just that just made our day. It was all worth it after that. I never did that shit. My mom wouldn't let me out outside because she knew yeah, she knew what you were up to. She knew I was a little bad kid. I, mean, I listened to her, but I'm I'm still a little bad. But uh, I never done that shit. You ever think about? Uh, because you sound like a degenerate right now <laughs> doing that shit. You ever think about drugging somebody? You ever get to that point in your thought process like, hey, maybe I'll toss a couple pills, little fuzzy pills, looking like Alka-Seltzers, <laughs> like sizzling in that <laughs> sizzling in that rum and coke, and you can't even tell. Like, you ever thought about that? Would you ever do that? Not to a woman, but if you had a certain thing... That that's like, I wanted. That's like, a, that's like a fetish. That's that's that's. I don't even think that's a fetish. That's taking advantage of somebody. Oh, well, I mean, sounds cool, but when you're doing it, I know. mean, <laughs> the only way I would drug somebody if it was to get back at someone, and I was trying not to get caught. Like they're waking up and they're in a like an old rusty barn, and you're just like going to work on them. On a, <laughs> yeah. you, you got a power saw, like. And then that's when I'm like, you can scream all you want. Ain't nobody going to find you. He's like, <laughs> but they will find parts of you. And no, that's but- when I rev the chainsaw. And that's the no. last thing he I hears. Never, I never understood why people would, uh, you know, want to do that Bill Cosby-esque <laughs> like, type of drugging people. Like, First of all, 
I'm too fucking selfish with my drugs. Why the fuck am I gonna drug you? <laughs> wait, when I, when wait. I can drug myself, first of all, I'm not. I'm not like. I got drugs. I'm not drugging somebody else. This is this is strictly a me situation. So you're. I'm saying is I'd rather drug myself than drug somebody else. Like you can, I can be drunk, like drugged out, and you can take advantage of me. I'm fine with that. But I'm not gonna waste my shit on somebody else, and you know, drink three Miller High Lifes, and you know, try to try to like fuck you. That doesn't sound right to me. And I never understand. First of all, if if you're drugging people out there, if if you're listening to the Match Me podcast and you do that corny shit, how dare you? First of all, how dare you do that? Because I care about the female listeners out there, and there may only be like four of you out there. But we will meet one day. And we do love you. <laughs> we do love you like your own mother. But um, people are corny, like, drugging these people. Like, first of all, if you're going to waste your drugs on uh, – wait, first of all, waste your drugs on drugging somebody else, there are better ways to go at this. So you can just get yourself a fucking eight, eight, an, uh, an eighth of weed and a sack of cocaine, and you can go out to any bar, and I guarantee you at the end of the night, you will have one lady with you, willing and legal. So get away from those corny drugs and get with the cool designer drugs. What's in? Cocaine. Cocaine's um, always been in. Molly. I mean, I feel like these these young millennials, they're fucking doing ketamine. Yeah, they're doing all the, they're doing all this weird fucking uh crazy shit though. I mean, they're fucking popping open tie pods and shoving them <laughs> up their ass and <laughs> No, but speaking of ketamine, I know ketamine's a big uh like party type of drug and you can't get away sound i know you on the pot on the podcast you like to sound like you're a, a fox news like correspondent <laughs> a conservative you want to be the conservative voice of the podcast but you're really one of the most freaky people on the podcast you go to a lot of edm type of what are, the, what are those shows those raves or some shit you do a lot of that shit you know i guess you can call them raves but I like to go to the festivals. I like to go to the multiple day uh, festivals where they have a mix of kind of live music where it's like, I don't know, just jam bands, like uh-huh. psychedelic jam bands, and then some electronic music. And in his defense, you definitely have to go see it live. And to- uh, yeah, you say this because I'm getting the same. You're giving the same speech you give me literally like every three weeks. You always try to get me to go one of those shows. You say it's a life changing experience. Any person I ever ask, they always say this shit. It's life changing. Uh, it's cool. I'm like, listen, bro. I can fucking, you know, take uh, ketamine and watch TLC 90 Day Fiance and I'll feel the same thing you're feeling, bro. No, I'm telling you it's not the same because the environment is always really fucking dope. Usually these festivals are like, some of them are even in the woods mm-hmm. where you can walk around through the woods and so there's what, a fucking so trading like? shack. What would you say it's like there? It's a different world. Different that's world. that's okay. the only way I can describe it. People don't dress normal. Most of the girls so, have... Yeah, give me the general age of the people. All right. So now, like I said, these millennials are getting involved and they've started making some of the shows. I don't go to a lot of the festivals that aren't 18 and up, mm-hmm. but some of them, they will be all ages and you will find... 18 you know that's that's the youngest uh-huh. well not not the young i guess 16 because if it's all ages i guess 16 would be the youngest so i mean i've only been no, the that's one too creepy i don't know how you yeah. can go to a concert with 16 year olds. i mean there's there's not a lot of them mm-hmm. but it's like i said it's it's rare that it's an all-age show because these people know that like they're hard as drugs that are yeah. done at these kind of festivals security knows it and the fucking per- djs know it there's there's perverts like you around there too. See, that's one of the biggest things of why I wouldn't go to a festival. It's like uh, being around people. You're saying there's a lot of drugs there. These yeah. people are fucked out of their mind. They're not in the right mindset. They're they're doing things they would never do bef- like around people. And I could barely, I could barely act uh, uh, normal around people that are sober. I can't even imagine how I would act around people that are all on some type of narcotic. Most of the time, like literally one percent, freaks me out. It freaks me out. 
but I'm telling you, you have to go because the people there are chill as shit. Like 99% of them are chill as fuck. So you and, said the general age. What's the general age? Millennial, like 20-ish? So mo- most of the shows is definitely 18 to about, I mean, people are up there between like up 35. And you'll even see some of those fucking like old, old grateful dead mm-hmm. head people who are like 50 at these shows with the with the snow white ponytail just jamming out. Now what's the like what's the race? Is it mostly white people? No, I mean there's it's really diverse. You're I not mean, tell me there's not a lot of black people. They don't give me that shit that There's like, not a lot, but I mean they're there. It's probably like weird like Indian people. No, you'd that be surprised. There's school. there's a lot of there's a lot of Spanish and Latino people that that go to EDM shows and they're the ones that are the most wild. They come up to you fucking shirts soaking wet being like I love you, dog. Yeah, I love got, you. They got that good cartel fucking drug type <laughs> shit going on. Well, it was funny. The last one I went to, it was some dude, it was some Vietnamese dude, and I guess he was in the army at some point and came up to me crying and was like, you know, I just want to say that I love you, man. You know, I come to these things to get out of life. You know, I was in the army and I kill motherfuckers for, for you. So people like you can come to these shows and he started crying, breaking down. Did you say thank you for your service? I was like, I was like, I love you too, brother. Did you really say that? I mean, I was going along with it. You were an acid or something at the time. I was, I was tripping fucking balls. Well, I was coming up actually. So he came up super fast saying all that. And I was just like, I was just with it. I wasn't trying to fuck up my come up. What's up with you and weirdos walking up on you and trying to say weird shit to you? It seems like, I don't a, know. Seems like I guess pattern. I have that, that kind of face. So is it, what's the gender there? Is it, and keep in mind, there's like 57 genders. So <laughs> what's, the, who, who's mostly there? Like I said, I mean, it's... Is it dudes? Is it a dude party? No, the the ratio is pretty even. If, if anything, I would say there are more girls. There's definitely more girls. And, and how are those girls They do dressed? not wear anything. It's mm-hmm. swim attire with a tutu, some like lace-up boots, and then a lot of glitter. So that doesn't sound safe, a female dressing provocative. I know you could be like, fool, a woman should be able to dress... Any way she wants and go anywhere in the world and she shouldn't have to be bothered. I mean, cheeks I, I, are I, I, hanging I agree out. with that, but you got people all drugged out. Is is it a lot of weirdos like grinding up on females type of shit going on? No, like I said, I mean, it's there's a small, very small percentage of people that go to these kind of shows mm-hmm. and that's their intention. Now, if... You're getting drugs at these things. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't recommend that because it's usually cut with something. I mean, it's just business. It's the way it goes. So any any horror stories you, you've seen at one of these shows? Oh, Anything? I mean, I've seen someone take the, um, what is it? The, uh, the adrenaline shot right to the chest because they were ODing. Mm-hmm. Like just, this was like late at night the first day. Because like I said, most of the time it's multiple day festival. Yeah. Like, so it was late at night the first day. Security came up to this guy because he was visibly, you know, wasn't doing good. He was mm-hmm. like white, pale, sweating, you know, kind of like weaving back and forth. So usually they'll have people with water bottles mm-hmm. just coming up to you yeah. like randomly throughout the whole day being like, hey, if you need water here. They're there to hydrate you so people aren't fucking getting dehydrated out in the sun, passing out. So they came up to him and was like, here, drink some water. Dude smacks the water out of their hands. And it's like, I'm good. I'm good. So immediately they call the medic people over. Mm-hmm. Medic people come over and look at him because it's gotten so bad. They have a little med shack hut set up. Just for people who in are the festival out. who are ODing, like dehydrated, whatever. They have a mini hospital mm-hmm. in the fucking festival. And this is brand new just because people are getting crazy and ODing off yeah. all sorts of shit. So anyways, the med people come over to him and he really starts freaking out. So there's a gate where well, it's not even a gate. It's more of like a fence a chain link fence. Just blocking off, you know, because I think it was in Baltimore. This festival was in Baltimore. Mm-hmm. I think it was at Pimlico. Yeah. 
So that barrier was just the street and then the the actual mm-hmm. festival. He tried jumping the fence. They yank him back down, get him to the ground, and the dude actually like is pinning him down with his knee. Mm-hmm. Dude starts convulsing. Like eyes roll on the back of his head. I'm right there, like just sitting on the ground, you're like saying, ten feet from him. You're saying, Don't tase him, bro. <laughs> Don't tase him, bro. I'm like, how you gonna do that to him, bro? So he starts, I guess he was ODing. Mm-hmm. So dude, like, cause there's a yeah, little gator cart, yeah. like one of those John Deere uh-huh. carts, you know, so they can wheel your ass off. Mm-hmm. He he goes to the back of that, grabs the adrenaline shot, jams it right in his chest. Dude shoots up immediately. Like you just hear him gas for breath. Uh-huh. And then he's just like, he tries to stand back up. Uh-huh. They're, they're like, no, no, no. Like they hold him down. They're like, you got to chill for a second. Then, you know, once he was good to stand up, they put him on the cart and then took him to the little med shack. So you see a lot of people. You sound like you see a lot of – basically, you're saying the biggest horror story you see is people like ODing. That's, and, like, that's like the worst thing you see there. And that's a typical thing that you'll see mm-hmm. at these shows. Like every show, single rave, like if I'm only seeing a few DJs, yeah. typically someone is always – ODing. You, know, you talked about it earlier, girls drugging, dressing, you know, some type of way. Is it easy to pick up chicks at those at those places? I would say so. It, just because everyone's more friendly mm-hmm. and everyone's just trying to talk to people anyways. So even even girls with boyfriends would come up to you and be like, hey, you know, how's it going? No, I wouldn't be doing that. I see you talking to but my people, girl. But people do yeah. do that, though. And then they'll be like, oh, this is my boyfriend. And it's like, hey, meet him. It's and like you, I'm telling you, if, like people are mad cool. You're you tucked away in your your waistband type of shit. <laughs> nah, no, no, fuck that. No, but give us some like rules. If give a newbie, maybe maybe this weekend I'm going to a rave. Give me or a festival. Give me give me a couple of rules to the festival. What do you think are some things you should know? Number one, if you are doing drugs, make sure you have a reliable source. Mm-hmm. Do not go into these shows. So it's bring your own drugs. You have to. And people, don't be intimidated by these buff-ass ex-marine, you know, security people patting you down. They can't, they can't touch your junk. So they, if you, you put it in your crotch, you put it in your underwear, it doesn't fucking matter. You're so going to get put it. it. Usually put it in your underwear, is that what you You saying? have to put it in your underwear because, I mean, they'll really patch you down. You ever put it in your ass for any show? No, I've, no. I've never had to. Or tuck it in your cheeks? No, you just tuck it in between your like balls little, and dick. Okay. I mean, it depends on how much you have, but yep. you, you got to tuck it somewhere. Uh-huh. But even if they feel it, because I've I talked about this, I think, on a previous episode, how the dude felt the container in my crotch, mm-hmm. asked me, was like, dude, what is this? And I played it cool. I was like, nothing. Nothing's in there. Checked it again. Was like, dude, I feel something in there. Tell me what it is. I was like, nothing. I was like, you can check if you want. So I literally... Undid my pants, showed him like kind of inside real yeah. quick, and he was like, "All right, you're good." So even if they feel it, they can't physically go in there and look. So security is really not that secure. You could you can easily take in drugs. So you, bring your bring your yeah. own drugs, and you just got to play it cool. Oh. I mean, and even if they even if they know you have something, mm-hmm. if don't put it in your front pockets, don't put it in your shoes. Sometimes they ask you to take your shoes off. So what are what are some? Are is it like a normal? Con- are you allowed to bring anything in? Like any other stuff you want in? For the festivals, you yeah. can bring bags in. You can bring bags. Like, you, what, what are you yeah. allowed to have in the bag? You can bring like drinks and stuff, like sodas. No, you're never allowed to bring drinks. I mean, if it's can you bring water? No, no. Most, you're not even allowed to bring water in. Most of the time, so, no. So, because so you're you in the can. Crowd, so you're in the crowd on a fucking uh, Superman ecstasy pill, right? And you need water, and you you can't. You're not going to the water station because water costs <laughs> eight bucks. Well, that's how they get you. Because that sounds like a good scam. Listen, if you're gonna go to a fucking concert and you want free, you know, free water. Just be like, just start convulsing in the ground. Just be like, I need water because that's that sounds like the easiest way. You that's the only way get to it. get it. You have to be dying to get water. Mm-hmm. All right, so don't don't rely on people at these shows because that's why people OD every show because there's always that one dude who's like, I'll do it, I don't care, and I was that dude. Ended up taking bath salts one time. Uh-huh. That was not fun. That was weird. You have you have a fucking uh, medic putting putting three adrenaline shots in your heart. 
No, no. Luckily, I, Boogie never went that hard where he needed to be resuscitated. You ever been hospitalized over some drugs? Because you take no. a lot of shit. No, no, never. I've, I can honestly say I've I been probably pretty say good. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> I can honestly say I know what my body can handle. Mm-hmm. So I'm always tampering off right before you get to that that's still crazy they won't allow you to bring water in well like because they don't want you putting shit in the water yeah, i that, mean because you can put molly yeah you shit. can put molly even acid i mean if you okay. got it in drops like i mean i guess you wouldn't put it in the water if you had it with drops so you're but, saying bring your own drugs uh don't be intimidated by the security what else what are some good things some good things there's yeah. a lot of good what are, things no what not good things what are some uh, things we should know Oh, well, I mean, that's a big one. You definitely, if you are taking drugs, just make sure you have a reliable source. Two, I would recommend always going with somebody just because not that anything's going to happen, but you always should just have someone there. I don't know. It's definitely more fun with someone there, but you definitely can go by yourself there. I've gone to shows by myself. For real? I mean, sometimes if How it's the fuck a- you drive back. It's like a camping type of thing. No, I mean, I'll just Uber or mm. something. But I mean, I don't know. I mean, that's that's the main one is the drugs. Because to me, that kind of makes or breaks the show. Like, I can enjoy it. But if I'm going to these things, like, I'm fucked up. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm super fucked up. So that's that's the only way to go. Do you leave, like, your wallet? You just bring, your, like, your ID and some cash? Yeah, or no, like I, I bring my phone, and I bring my credit card, do you and like I guess dr- your ID. Do you, like, that's dress it. up? Like, what do you, what's your what's your attire? Where do you go in? Are you one of those people that, like, get the hula hoop out? No, So what's up with no. those hula hoop people? Why are they hula hooping? What does it do? So, I mean, they have lights on them. Mm-hmm. So when it's nighttime and the lights are going, it's actually cool as shit. So like, basically they just want to be seen. They're, they're it's not even that. They're literally just putting on a show for you. you. Know, I'm thinking in a, you know, a druggy type of person. Their, their logic is, I am this mystical dancer <laughs> in, in, in trapping you in this trip. Look at me. That's, that's what I'm thinking. It's the easy, it's, people who take drugs think they're their most... They're the least egotistical, but in reality, they're the most <laughs> egotistical. In some uh, aspects, yeah, they are. They really are. But no, uh, you said basically what it sounded like, Boogie. You're telling me your only thing you got to tell me you're, you're telling me is to bring my own drugs. Bring your own drugs. Have an open mind. Open mind. And a ride. Don't definitely. Drive. Yeah. But and also definitely talk to people there. Mm-hmm. Like just talk. Everybody is mad cool. And you'd be surprised you know, how easy it is to talk to people at these events and like shows. And you, when you're saying these girls are like half naked, I don't, I'm not seeing it's thongs. easy to talk to them. They're wearing thongs, tits are hanging out. Like they dress the, the most sluttiest. Think about how slutty they go for Halloween. Uh-huh. It's two times that. So at these do things. you see a lot of these girls like boyfriends there too? Sometimes, or is, or is it mostly like a single girls type of thing? So, because if the, my girl said, "Fool, uh, this weekend I can't hang out with you because I'm going to this uh, festival," I'm like, "What is it?" I'm like, "I'm like, I'm like, all right, who's who's playing there? Like, who's who's singing?" Like, and she's like, uh, "Bass Nectar." I'm like, "Get the fuck out of here! You're not going to no Bass Nectar concert." Like, and, and you see the Victoria's Secret charge yeah, come up and some on some bullshit type of. Uh, uh, but no, I mean, typically, if they have a boyfriend, they're like a hippie girl where mm-hmm. they have like... It's like an open relationship. And by open relationship, I mean she cheats on him, but he doesn't know about it. Yeah. No, and usually he's cool with it because it's like, you know, it's it's ours, brother. It, everything you're giving, is ours. You're, you're giving him bumps of ketamine, too, and it's cool. That's that what you're saying. <laughs> would, you, would you say if you want to bring a girl, bring your own sack, too? Bring some drugs to share? I mean, that's... That is, in my experience, you got a sack of weed and a little sack of something else. A girl's going to want to chill with you. I mean, for a people are going to come up to you. Mm-hmm. I mean, a lot of people. Kind of like standing outside of a bar with a pack of cigarettes. People are like, hey, bro. Like that type of shit. I mean, but it'll just be in passing. I mean, and you'll get that wave of people kind of starting out where they're looking for drugs and uh-huh. they'll kind of just walk by and be like, hey, like what you got? Yeah. And I'm always like, I don't, you know, I don't got anything. I mean, one time I did I bring they in. You, I thought they called you Bookie Three Sacks. You keep three <laughs> sacks of narcotics on you. All, all, all sacks have a different narcotic. But 
so so basically you got to bring your own drugs have an open mind and go with somebody no i you know i feel that and maybe one of these days we're going to check out one of the shows but it's we're about an hour into the episode and i know boogie you have work probably at like 3 a.m so you you got about six hours to sleep right now before work i can't even sleep i gotta get rolling because i gotta take care of other business and then we gotta get to work it's business first but we thank you guys for listening to the match me podcast as always, my name is Fool the Intellect, and don't forget, people, um, go to Apple Podcasts, give us a review, <laughs> like us, tell a friend, you know, tell tell your homeboy, tell your homeboy who's a little depressed, you know, he hasn't been himself a couple weeks, tell your most depressed friend about the Match Me Podcast, because we are here to show them motherly love. Boogie, aka, give a little shout out at the end, anything you want to leave the people with. The only thing I want to leave the people with is you see any white men in white button down shirts and a blazer. Leave them alone, right? Leave them alone and turn around. Walk the other direction as fast as you can. This motherfucker's behind you. And listen, if you don't if you don't want to give them the type of day, just go to Apple Podcasts and play that (laughs) Match Me Podcast, all right? But we thank you guys for listening to the show. The Match Me Podcast was artificially crafted for your listening pleasure. Don't forget, people, clean out your car. Get those blunt guts and those empty beer cans out because if the feds pull you over, you may go to jail. Sayonara. Sayonara.